Don't open that door. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 2236 Podcast. This is a survival horror podcast, and I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me for this awesome pilot episode, I got my boy Donnie. How you doing, folks? And I gotta be honest, I'm lost on the 2236. Mmm. I'm glad that you asked, because 2236 is the safe code in the police department from Resident Evil 2. You will be the only person I know that will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, we've been talking about doing this for well over a year. We've done a couple of little Resident Evil and some video game shows uh, for your show, Whatever Talk. Yeah, um, whole, yes, Whatever Talk, but... The variation of that is whatever ah, taught gaming. Which we can find that on YouTube, <laughs> correct? And iTunes? Find it on YouTube, YouTube, iTunes, and Podomatic. There you go. Um, so we, we've done some Resident Evil uh, talks uh, on on your show, Whatever Talk Gaming. And we've talked for, you know, for like at least a year now for us saying, you know, we got to do a Resident Evil show. We got to do a Resident Evil show. So we finally no matter how much life has tried to stop us, get together tonight to record our pilot episode of the 2236 podcast. Now, for those of you tuning in on YouTube or SoundCloud, where this show will originally release, um, the 2236 podcast will be a monthly podcast. You'll be able to find it on YouTube uh, under 2236 podcast and the Loot Bros uh, YouTube because this will be an extension of one of the other shows that I do, the Loot Bros podcast on YouTube. But this will be a monthly survival horror show where we talk a lot about Resident Evil, but we can't just talk about Resident Evil because so many other great games have spawned since Resident Evil opened the door for survival horror and so many other influential games. Yes, it has. And I got to say, but uh, before we continue again, is that I really dig your unique title for this. I didn't know the title of it until you just said it. And that is so unique that only real Resident Evil fans would get that. And I'm a real Resident Evil fan, even though I didn't get it because I haven't played Resident Evil 2 in since, man, since Resident Evil 3 came out. <laughs> yes. So I, I, hey, you gotta cut me some slack for not remembering that. But real hardcore fans will get that, especially if they kind of like lose it, lose it for a second, and listen to the show, and, and you explain it in the beginning. They were like, "Oh, that is super clever." There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, before we get into um, kind of, I guess the guts of the show and what we're gonna go for, um, I wanted to share a little story with you. When you said only a real Resident Evil fan uh, would would pick that uh, pick up on that, it's funny you say that because I uh, I frequent some of the Resident Evil fan groups and I listen to some of the other Resident Evil podcasts that are out there. Uh, as a huge Resident Evil fan, the way I feel out who is a quote unquote real Resident Evil fan is I always ask them, "What's your favorite Resident Evil game?" And if they say Resident Evil One through Code Veronica. Then I say, okay, you're the real deal. If they say four, I'll, 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 again, I'll say I'll, I'll air towards you're the real deal. If they say five or six, I'll say, okay, well, you're a casual Resident Evil fan. 
Um, and then of course now we have seven, so seven's an acceptable answer. But it used to be, I didn't give you, I didn't, I, I didn't give you the real quote unquote title if you said anything above four. Um, not knocking those because Resident Evil Five is one of my favorite games of all time. But there is a certain type of fan that likes those first four games and just main entries. You know what I'm saying? Hold Resident Evil. Hold on, wait a second there. Wait a second. I think that's a little bit of Resident Evilist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm not saying that you can't be a real fan like any of them. But that's always been like a little test for me just to feel people out. Because if somebody comes up to me and says, Resident Evil 6 is my favorite Resident Evil game, I love Resident Evil 6. Don't get me well, wrong. Well, they suck anyway. But they suck. Exactly. See, I'm going to go, hmm. <laughs> Hmm, then maybe you came into this whole thing about the Xbox 360 generation <laughs> PS3. You didn't. You're not an OG. If they it, say yeah, if they say Sits is their favorite, they didn't start Resident Evil right. until Sits. Until six, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm getting at. You can be, you know, real fan, quote unquote, is just just a, a stupid title. But man, sometimes yeah. you know. And now don't get me wrong, like. And anyone who's listened to this show, who's listened to any of the other podcasts I've been on, they'll understand that I have an affinity for quote unquote bad games. Like Resident Evil 6, yes. although it sold really well, was not the favorite of all the Resident Evil games. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, not a favorite Resident Evil game. Resident Evil Umbrella Core, the worst rated Resident Evil game of all time. I love these games. I like, but then again, I have a certain place in my heart for like B movie horror and really bad Resident Evil games. Like, there's just something about it that like, no matter how bad they can be, I still find the the place in my heart to love them. Hey, that's cool. That's cool because it's, in my opinion, let me just ask you this. We talked about this on my show and, um, just because you like say something Resident Evil was your favorite um, that's your favorite genre I will assume right okay now the whole you know it's a difference between debating and arguing now debating this Resident Evil of stuff we about to talk about now is that can you do that without being biased can you be or talk about Resident Evil without being biased, whether it's good or bad. I can be objective. Okay, um, I that's will, cool. I can be objective. I understand when there's flaws, you know, and and that we'll just go ahead and transition right into uh, the goal for this show. I already said it's going to be a monthly podcast to start with, um, but the goal for this show is not to pick apart the entire franchise and just focus on all the stuff that we don't like and all the negative. Because believe me, there's some stuff there. Um, obviously, what we want to do is we want to come together and celebrate the things that we love about Resident Evil because it's done so much, it's gotten so wacky, and it has covered so much ground over the past 20 years that there is realistically an endless amount of things that we can talk about and never once complain because that this franchise has done it all. Um, but as a, as a fan, I will always be biased to the for my love of Resident Evil, but I can be objective and understand when it falls short and falls flat. Um, okay. I mean, well, so. I asked that I asked that question because, in my opinion, a good debate 
in my opinion, is to be zero bias. That's that that's in my opinion. Like to have a good debate, to be because I understand like you love it and you're gonna you know you're gonna back it up, especially if somebody talking about it, you're gonna back it up. Oh yeah. But you have to understand that what this person may have just said you know deep down like that was sucky but you just that bias about it <laughs> that you're gonna try to your hardest to bring out the good out of that whackness of what you know is whack but that's what i'm just saying i'm just saying like i just feel like a great debate you have to come with zero bias yep. <laughs> well you gotta be able any good critic has got to be able to set their bias aside yeah and say you, you know to. what granted resident evil is by and large the most perfect franchise i'm just kidding anyway it, you got to be able to come to the table and say you know what i get when it does something right i get when it does something wrong cool and i will do my absolute best on this show um to approach everything objectively but i will say this the the the, the goal of this show is to be different from mm-hmm. the other shows that are out there i'm not knocking the other shows that are out there because i listen to if you put out a podcast and it has Resident Evil anywhere in the bio or in the title, or you talk about it. If you put out a magazine and it's got like a quarter of a paragraph somewhere in it <laughs> that I can find in the table of contents, I'm going to read it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to, I mean, I, I spend way too much time on YouTube listening to people talk about Resident Evil. I spend way too much time in podcasts listening to people talk about, I want to hear people's opinions. I want to hear their, um, you know, the things that they have to say. And the point of this show is to, you know what I'm saying, elicit that. We want to put some things out there. We want to talk about our love for it and our uh, and critique the series. When, and we're going to cover the games. We're going to cover the movies. We're going to cover the books, the comics, the action figures, the news. I mean, if it's Resident Evil and we can talk about it, I'm going to bring it up and we're going to give it all we got. Well, he's not going to talk about the other show. I'm calling the other shows. I, I can't see how... A franchise can be your favorite and you just talk negative about it. That, I don't see how that can even go <laughs> together. So I'm calling you out. Mm. Daryl ain't gonna call you out, but I'm Shots fired. <laughs> Donnie came fully loaded. <laughs> that that makes no sense to me. That can't even go in the same sentence. <laughs> well, this Donnie, favorite, let's go ahead. My very, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Say, say what you gotta say. But. Oh, no, no. I'm just gonna make a joke. Like, this is my favorite video game ever. No other game can top this, but I hate the fact <laughs> what the heck man? dude you wouldn't believe how many people do that like it is incredible like like it is almost i've heard that sad phrase almost word for word resident evil is my favorite franchise but my god i hate resident evil 5 and 6 oh my god resident evil is my favorite franchise but oh my god i hate first person resident evil 7 can you wouldn't believe i just hate it so much and i'm like I mean, you know, granted, there is a time and a place to be to to be negative and to call things out, you know, and and, and bring light to the things that you do and don't like. That's fine. Yeah. I just think it's so humorous whenever you you know, it's like I am a fan. I have a fan site. I have a fan page. This is my hobby to talk about Resident Evil, and I'm gonna tell you what I don't like about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what fans supposed to do. I guess. I guess I've been doing it wrong for 20 years. Instead of hey. buying all the merchandise and celebrating all the games, uh, what hey. I'm supposed to do is just to go stand outside and tell everybody how much it sucks. Yeah, I, I love Dragon Ball Z so much I hate it. Oh, everybody man. know I'm a huge, <laughs> huge Dragon Ball fan. So, <laughs> Lover. Uh, I, I, if I could marry 
Dragon Ball, I would. There you go. See, we, I, I, in my opinion, you're doing it right then. So, all right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We have a very well-written, very intricate uh, show outline, and I'm going to change it up a little bit. So now that we've told everybody who we are and what our purpose is, let's go ahead and talk about our first experience with Resident Evil. Donnie, what was the first Resident Evil game you ever played? The first one. The very first one. The one with the 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 the, the pers- persuasion zombie that turns his head towards you at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, that's my very first Resident Evil experience. I was I was very young at the time also and I like I'm a hu- I'm a horror fanatic right now at my the age I am now I've been loving horror video games movies for the longest like I can tell you the formula of movies and I can even tell you the time the story of the movie and how it's gonna end because they're almost at the same formula that's I'm that's how much of a fanatic I am now but at the time I didn't know horror games was gonna be that much of an impact that it is how much I love them now so I was just playing games just to be have a controller in my hand at the time. But yes, it scared the heck out of me also. Because, <laughs> again, I was young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my uh, first Resident Evil game was uh, actually Resident Evil 2. Um, and the way it worked out was uh, my dad owned a video store. And we had this guy uh, named Ahmed. And he drove around in a white van, and he had it was full of VHS tapes and PlayStation One games, Nintendo sixty four games, things like that. And uh, when Resident Evil Two came out, this is nineteen ninety eight. Resident Evil Two came out. One of my best friends uh, got it day one. His mom bought it for him because we were too young to to buy that. I came over to his house, and I he turned it on, and we started off scenario A, Leon. Uh, the, the the car crash, the big explosion, and then we're off to the races. And we played that game all day and all night. The next day, uh, Ahmed came by our video store with his little white van, and he opened the side door, and I go running out there with my dad's buying VHS tapes from him to rent out in our video store. And I said, Ahmed, do you have Resident Evil 2? And he told me no. And he said, but I got Resident Evil 1. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and I want, I think we paid like 40 bucks for it. You know, like that was what it cost. Yeah, that was what his used price was on it. And I ran to the back of our video store. And um, I, play, I had my PS1 hooked up. And I, I was so in love with Resident Evil 2 that I ran back there. And I was like, okay, this is a Resident Evil game. I got, I got to go. I put it in and, you know just went and from and the rest is history i've been playing these games for 20 years and resident evil 2 was my first entry for about 12 hours and then i bought resident evil 1 the next morning or my dad bought it for me and i played the ever loving fool out of it and to this day still revisit those games um so with that being said resident evil 2 is still my favorite overall hands down resident evil game uh, it was the first game I played. Uh, it wasn't the first one I beat. Resident Evil 1 was. But Resident Evil 2 holds such a special place in my heart from the different scenarios, um, the a- the atmosphere, uh, being Leon, the way Leon and Claire's story tied in together. I absolutely loved the story. Um, 
I love the uh, the the choices where you could choose whether or not to leave certain guns and and ammo packs. Uh, you know, or the little little the inventory extension pack or whatever. Y yeah. Um. You know, like and then going back in scenario B and those things either being there or not being there. The story changing, finding out what happened to the other character while you're playing. Like that game blew my. Mind. Yeah, and I was going to say that at the time, that's one of the. If not the first game, one of the games that actually done it right when it came to combining story timelines as far as what you do in yours will affect what happens in the next tie-in uh, tie of a different character. Like you said, if I leave these bullets here, they would be there for the next person when they come to this area. I like that. When I think about it now i like that right that game done it right for that era and actually ain't too many games doing it right today in today's area that ain't do it's not doing it as good as resident evil 2 doing it right did, or did it my bad yeah, yeah i agree man like uh like when it asked me and i and i had no i don't think at the time i had any idea a matter of fact i think i was sitting beside my, my buddy daniel when we were playing the game and, and, and we went to go take the shotgun out of uh, of the file cabinets. I think I was I want to say it was the first time we had the option to do that. And it asked, do we want to take the shotgun because we already picked it up at the Kendo gun shop? Or do uh, or do you want to leave it for Claire? And I was like, oh, wait a minute, Claire gets this? Oh, if we take it, what is she going to use? What? I've never experienced this in games before. And then, of course, course we took it because F player at the <laughs> time. just a girl yeah we were, out, we were out of bullets it was like we gotta have this and uh you, you remember the um the, uh, the dave Chappelle skit where he's like making fun of grand theft auto yeah and he goes up to the car and he goes to steal the car he's like i need this <laughs> that's exactly how it was so we went into the to the thing and it's like you want to leave this for claire i need this um but yeah so what, what's your favorite resident evil game donnie now, this is where I say that you are a Resident Evilist <laughs> <laughs> because uh, even though it's not the best, but I gotta say, I, I always I said it on my show when we had our Resident Evil show that five was my favorite, but before before five it was four. So even though those two games play similar. I chose five because the graphics are much better. Oh, it's, they're still it's so good. good, huh? The graphics are still good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's still good, or like it was better than four. So that's why, I, even yeah. though they they had the same gameplay mechanics, I just I just chose five because you know it's on a net system and the graphics are better. So that makes it that one notch better than four to me. Well, plus it's Chris too. Like I, yeah. I still have a dilemma on which character who I like best, Leon or Chris. Then when Chris showed me his muscles, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when I always had that same dilemma, right? And then when Chris punched those boulders, I said, "That's it. That's the man. That's the guy." If I can do nothing else with my life, I want to aspire to be big and strong enough to punch a boulder <laughs> to save a life. And honestly, Chris, he didn't believe he was bigger and strong enough to do that, but his adrenaline was pumping so yes. much at the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can only imagine like in a in a life or death situation 
Like, it, it, like, I, I, someone's gonna die, or I gotta punch this rock. We, you know what? <laughs> this rock is about to get wrecked because I'm gonna punch it for everything. Like that, I remember uh, Resident Evil Five, uh, my second favorite Resident Evil game of all time. All right, now, that, that, even though I came off as a Resident Evilist, it is my <laughs> second favorite game of all time. Period. Second favorite Resident Evil as well. Um, okay. On one of our old shows, uh, uh, one of the loot shows we did, we did our top five favorite games, our Fave Five favorite games of all time. Favorite mm-hmm. game of all time, Resident Evil Two. Second favorite game of all time, Resident Evil Five. Uh, I have played those games more than I've done anything else in my life. Um, <laughs> love them, love them, dude, I love them. Uh, I've got Resident Evil Two on my Vita, so that if I ever just get the itch, I boom, it's there. Uh, and then Resident Evil 5, I'm about to platinum on PS4. I've already platinumed it on PS3, and I 100% it on Xbox 360, and I've almost finished it on Xbox One. Like, Resident Evil 5 is one of my all-time favorite games. So, uh, um, But awesome. I remember when that game came out, and my, my buddy, uh, when I used to travel and play music in this band, my buddy Honcho was our vocalist. And so we pre-ordered, you know, we I got the the red Xbox 360 with the game. I bought the Steelbook edition version, you know. I took a couple of days off work. Um my buddy Honcho did the same thing and we all go to my house. We had two TVs set up next to each other. We plugged up our stuff and we start playing the game. We're system linked and we're going we played through the whole thing. And when we got to the boulder punching section, I screamed, "Oh my freaking god, that's amazing." Like when he and, and it gets a lot of crap on YouTube. People make fun of that a lot. They say, "Man, Resident Evil just got really crazy there," and I just remember screaming and, and cheering. I'm just like, "You have done it. You can do no wrong at this point." <laughs> well, well, I just recently came across a video when they was giving like some. Sure, I think it was the video that you said that that you had put in the loop. Yeah, yeah. The Facebook page where they were talking about how the creator or one of the game developer people of Resident Evil 5 has said how in Resident Evil 5 Chris has become like the Resident Evil superhero yep. in that game or of that game and which gave him like or gave us the super natural ability of him actually being able to punch his boulder no matter what because he is the Resident Evil superhero yes. and I was like well that's a nice way of putting it and especially if it came from the, the people who's behind the game hey, it has to be canon right yep <laughs> <laughs> so. but, but, but that makes somewhat kind of sense because again or or again you can go with my theory of what I said before of I believe Chris Chris was juicing a little bit and I ain't talking mm-hmm. about regular I ain't talking about regular juice I'm talking about yeah. juicing on that virus a little bit just so he can keep up with Wesker because oh, again yeah. how else can he even take okay it's another thing to punch a boulder but because we already know that's like what the heck but we know <laughs> what Wesker is and we know what Chris is supposed to be a regular human and you can take a blow from Wesker to the oh. chest he gets beat up by Wesker and just keeps on coming. And he's always been like, yeah. if you want, like their their battles have always been fantastic. So it's been fantastic, but it's kind of like well, Wesker is the typical bad guy of being that um, 
uh, arrogant person. You know, the oh, bad yeah. guys, because again, he could have easily took them out a long time ago, but he plays around with them like the typical arrogant bad guy. Yep. And things like that happen to him. <laughs> and that's something that I love about the series is the, uh, the very typical, uh, the tropes. You know, like like you said, Wesker could have killed him a long time ago, but in 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 B movie horror fashion or B movie action fashion, the bad guy can't just pull the trigger. I've got to fulfill my divine plan, and I've got to explain to you in great detail what I'm going to do. I'm going to take over the world, and I can't just shoot you. I've got to fight you here and fight you there, and then oh, you you got me. I'm going to have to try again, and so. I love that stuff. I, I love that. Well, what I what I really believe it is is, uh, and this coming from a person who doesn't like DC comics or mm. DC heroes, but I, I I will say again, the best villain out of DC and the Marvel, the Joker. Yep. But I believe is what you just said, which we see in typical bad guys, of uh, is that Batman and Joker mentality yes. of what joker joker even said it i believe is that i can't kill you because if i do i will have nobody to play with yep and that and i do and i feel like that's why it's not necessary necessarily the arrogantness but it's it's kind of a mixture of the arrogantness and that like i know i can kill you that's my arrogantness right there but i don't i don't i, I don't want to because if i do who else in the BB, in the BSA, can take me on. Who else can right. I toy with? Like Jill, she's a girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> or Sheva, she's hot, but she's a girl. Like, it, it's just not it, the same. It, it's it's not, not the same. same. Like I like, I like, I like toying with you, Chris, because you get angry so easily. Yeah, <laughs> it, it so, is. I've never thought of it like that, but you're right. It is very much a a Batman and Joker situation between those two. Yeah, that is just, that's a really that's like that's uh that's really really well put. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank so, you. All right, well then, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite Resident Evil perspective, Donnie? They they've done uh, fixed camera angles for the first couple games, and then they did the third person over the shoulder for four, five, and six. And then we're talking mainline stuff, not necessarily spinoffs, because mm -hmm. spinoffs yep. have always experimented a little bit. Yep. Uh, and then we're you know with Resident Evil Seven. Um, it's first person. So, what what is your favorite Resident Evil perspective? Okay, and I'm gonna say my favorite, and then I want to break down the other ones real, if you don't mind. Go my for favorite it. is is my favorite in every video game I play, third person. Like that is my favorite of to look at or play a video game, and I like it with the Resident Evil four and five are third and third person. I will say the first person, the, I mean the fixed camera angles that was in one through three, and in yeah one through three, those do add on the no add to the horror factor. Yes, it it, it does a great deal because you have no idea what's on the other side of that camera angle when it switched on you. So it it does add on to it, but like I mentioned before my gaming has evolved with the gaming of today so i like the third party i mean the third person over the fixed cameras because i feel like 
it shouldn't be Fitz cameras anymore in today's game. <laughs> That's just how I feel. It definitely <laughs> is an acquired taste. I, I definitely see where I've tried to get some of my friends that play games currently, you know, that didn't grow up on Resident Evil to go back and play some of those games, even the HD versions, versions, excuse me, of uh, mm -hmm. zero and one. And they can't, they just can't do it. Like they can't, they don't, they don't even like God of War because the fixed perspective in some of the areas. Uh, well, I, I, I can go back and play them because I have, I just, the reason why I can't play them is not because of the fixed camera angles. Because I can, that the, I can still play games on whatever camera angle they give us or perspective they give us. I can play it. It's just that it's hard for me to convert to the old school play style. Oh, the tank controls and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, the tank controls. It's, it's hard for me to convert back to that style. Like, like I just said, my gaming has evolved with today's gaming. So I'm used to being fluent motions and all this stuff. So that's why I can't go back and play 1, 2, and 3. Even I still go, I, I do try to give it a, no, a, a notch and play every now and then because I do sometimes hunger for, you know, the old school horror. Because, I, again, I am a fan of Resident Evil. I just, but I only could play it for like maybe an hour or so before I'd be like, you know what? I cannot get down with these mechanics anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough to go back to it. Yeah. I'll tell you a game I'm, going, I'm, I'm currently playing right now. Uh, I went back for the first time ever to go and play Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater on uh -huh. the Vita. And it's got the old school, you know, PlayStation, that era, those controls, man. And it's like, mm. God, it's, 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 it's tough to adapt yes. back to that. Yes, now I is. play, I play Resident Evil 2 at least once a year, you know, I, uh, for up until recently I play, I would play through it like all the way here recently. I've, I've started a game played for a couple hours and then, you know, not finished it or picked up on a game and, you know, played for a couple hours just because that's like. It's my favorite. I like to just see it. I like to play it. I like to experience that nostalgia. Um, you know, I would have to agree with you. Third person is my favorite perspective in gaming, period. Uh, third person over the shoulder for Resident Evil is my favorite perspective in Resident Evil. Um, next to that, I would have to say the first person. Uh, I was not first person. Excuse me. The uh, the fixed camera angles. Again, it's 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 hard to go back to that and but yet it makes me feel it just it's nostalgic it reminds me of the time it reminds me of what resident evil was at the time um i just recently bought code veronica on p the ps2 to ps4 classics or whatever uh and it's got a full trophy list and I, my plan is to go back and platinum that game haven't oh. played that one in years yeah i didn't know that came onto the uh Yep, the new category station yep. two to four. Yep, it came out uh, a couple months ago. They they released no a month ago, two months. Either way, a couple months ago, um, and it's got a full trophy list. It's got a, a platinum and everything. So awesome! Um, but uh, oh, I forgot to mention the whole first person is that um, yeah, I I I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of first person. It, but I will say, Resident Evil Seven is the best Resident Evil since four or in this case or in the, our favorites category since five because I, I, the reason why i say a four the first time because four is where we starting to see where they were starting to go downhill in the horror aspect that's that was that was yeah. the beginning of the downhill 
Yep. Down down in the horror and up in the action. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned four first. But besides, yeah, I, I the first person does add a new element. Since they brought horror back, it does as a new element of horror to the Resident Evil. I still prefer Resident Evil to be uh, third person. And I still feel that by now they should have patched in a third person point of view because I felt like I understand what they did. They just went out there, did their thing and they said, we're going to try something new. And if they get down with it, they get down with it. If not, then they don't. But we're not going to give them the option of the third person. I st- I understand that, but in today's world, in in today's gaming, when we got freaking crybaby gamers crying about the freaking frames yep. per second, and you give them the option of choosing sixty or thirty frames, which is some BS in my opinion. That's a now that to me is a huge waste of time for developers to be doing. I still, since we got that option, we should have the option of going third party or first person well you know you got games like uh mass effect 3 who the fans didn't like the ending so they cried and they got a brand new ending oh patched my God. into the game you freaking so, i, I know totally you just made me I angry see. right now man you just I made see, me angry <laughs> i see where you're coming from because in today's gaming you know there it's kind of like burger king you know you kind of get it however you want it um, wait, wait 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 hold on I just, i'm sorry man you gotta you gotta pause for a second of what you just said they cry and they actually oh yeah that gave was them a, an alternate ending yeah they didn't like the ending so uh oh bioware oh my god that I is some it. bs to me like yeah. this is your freaking story tell it the way you want to tell it if they don't like it then come out with a freaking sequel or nope. or don't this is your game i am not about to go back and rewrite my game <laughs> because you crying about it yeah get out of here with that I'm sorry, I could tell you, man. No, nah, you're good. You're good. Well, <laughs> and, and I like the first person with Resident Evil. I think they did well. It is back to form. It is horror. It is, you know, an old mansion-esque, you know what I'm saying, setting. Um, you know, it. We'll, one day we're going to get down and just break that game wide open and talk about it in real good detail. Um, first person is just not my favorite way to play. I play first person shooters on a regular basis. Not my favorite. Um, I, I would have loved to play that game in third person and, and there's a, I'm going to make a recommendation here and this, in my opinion, would be the perfect way to play Resident Evil. I'm playing a a game called Hellblade currently. Uh, it just came out this, this Tuesday that we recorded, uh, this week. Um, it is third person over the shoulder, but the camera won't allow you to spin all the way around. What? Yeah, yeah. So you have a blind spot all the time. That's that's yeah. Weird There's, for nowadays gaming, right? Gaming and like it will it if the game it, it makes sense because the game is very tense. Uh, it's got a good hack and slash, um, slash uh, hack and slash style combat with the parry block and dodge thing that's real popular with the Dark Souls and Bloodborne games, you know? It's not near it's not near as unforgiving and as punishing as those games. Um but the game itself is about uh, a woman with uh like psychosis and in, in, in all forms. Depression depression, hallucinations, uh schizophrenia, everything. Just straight she, crazy. Just Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's she's a Celtic warrior and she's going to hell 
um, to find her lover, and you know she's having to fight all these North uh, Northmen or whatever, and it's really intense. And like in the game, there's no HUDs or menus or anything, so like uh-huh. you ha- kind of have to rely on the voices in your head to tell you what's going on from time to time. So, for example, when you're playing the game, it says it recommends you play with headphones because all, it's in 3D audio. Yeah, so hear, I heard that. It they, they don't come out the um the controller. Um, I don't know if they do or not. They haven't come out for me. Oh, that is. But but, but they, well, it makes it makes a lot of sense. In it does make sense. The game. But, yeah. Um, and so you'll hear people whispering and shouting and it's multiple voices at a time. But when you're in combat, you're kind of locked on to what you're looking at. You know, because again, it won't let you do a full 3D around you. Yeah. You know, at Resident Evil 6, you could spin the camera all around you. and Yeah. Right. Well, in this one, it was pretty much over the shoulder, and it's melee combat. But then when someone's behind you and about to attack you, something, somebody will whisper, oh, look, look behind you. You know, like real creepy-like. <laughs> and, dude, it is insane. And I, I'm playing the game, and I'm like, oh, my God. This would be perfect for Resident Evil. The, the mixture of fixed camera and third person. Like, give me third person because I like to see my character and I like that view. I like the interaction of that. And I like the fact that the camera follows me so I can go around the 3D environment. Mm-hmm. But limit me to where I can't just use and abuse it so that I, there is tension. Things can come up behind me and I've got to be on my toes at all times. Hey, yeah. I, I didn't know the game was like that. Uh, I did. It, it does look interesting. And I thought about getting it. And I still may get it. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, well, I highly recommend it. So far, I gotta say, um, and I and this is kind of crossing the streams a little bit with one of my other shows. But um, I have as it stands right now, that's my game of the year over Horizon Zero Dawn and over Resident Evil Seven. Hellblade is so good, and it's so much like it has so many elements that I love about like the old Resident Evil stuff. Granted, this is kind of polar opposite of Resident Evil, but like the the tension and the um, the graphics is really good. The sound design is really good. But like it remind and like, there's a horror aspect to it based on the tension of the game. And it reminds me of what it felt like to play Resident Evil Four for the first time. And you hear the 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 priest in the Las Palaga um, chanting and whispering. And you know like you know when you're going yeah. in the you know what I'm saying you know, yeah. when you're in the village and you hear you know what I'm saying Amado awesome, and they're the, yelling or when I'm the snub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very it, so. Hellblade reminds me a lot of that, and Hellblade is it's really good. Uh, it's really it's a it's it, again my game of the year at this point. Um, so yeah, but and I I feel you too. Yeah, I think that will be a good way to implement third party or bring third party back to Resident Evil for the next installment. It's going to be another one, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so for the next installment, yeah, they need to bring bring it back. And shoot, me and you need to write and cry baby gamer to yeah. them to give us third party. I mean, be a third party switch on and off uh, port of yeah. views, and maybe they'll patch it in for us. Too, no. you little crybaby gamers. Boy, I yep. can't stand crybaby gamers. That could be us. That could be us. If we we just we just doing it wrong. You know what? So. And the main reason I can't stand crybaby gamers, I can't stand crybaby gamers because they make me out to be a crybaby gamer crying about them. It's, well, you know, <laughs> and it, it's a vicious cycle. Man. So, 
while we're on the subject of games that aren't quite Resident Evil, what are some other just horror games that you that you really enjoy or that you've uh, been fond of over the years? Okay, now ever since Resident Evil has lost its horrorness until recently, uh, they have lost title of being my favorite horror game, and that has taken the spot. Dead Space has taken a spot yes. of my favorite horror franchise now. And because Dead Space is freaking horrifying in this great story, minus three. <laughs> yeah, I like three, but I, I definitely feel you. Dead Space 1 was just, it was on point. Yes. That game was so fantastic. And who, the, the sound design in that game was like miraculous yes. it was it was it was awesome awesome like it, it wasn't necessarily the creatures in the game staring scaring you it the game itself yes. was scaring you <laughs> the opening menu the song and the title screen yeah i remember when i got the game pre-ordered it bought it uh, i had i had the day off from work or i took the day off usually when a big horror game comes out mainly resident evil but every now and again i'll do it for something else i'll i'll, I'll take a vacation day I was like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. It is that's just, that's the thing I do. I work a lot of overtime. I've like I said, and I've told you before, I've worked yeah. <laughs> you know multiple jobs at a time or having some sort of side thing. Um work I work, you know, tons of overtime. And when it comes down to a family vacation or I mean I'll work sick, I've worked with you know what I'm saying, strep throat flu, all that crap. When it when it comes time for Resident Evil game, I'll take time off. When it, my family vacation, time off. That's about it, unless I have to for the children. But yeah, uh, but yes. When Dead Space came out, I remember putting my Turtle Beach headset on, sitting in front of my TV, and just the opening song. I was like, oh man, the opening menu. While I was just getting ready to play, I was like, oh man, this is creepy. This yeah. is creepy. <laughs> and uh, a little bit, a little bit of. Um about Dead Space, well, not about Dead Space, but the mystery between how so many horror games get their influence from Resident Evil and how horror has evolved into what it is now. Now, I feel like Resident Evil has got its influence from Dead Space because Dead Space go the route of giving you a horror and the gameplay mechanics of you playing a horror movie because it's all the whole all the cutscenes all the the cg all that is in game and resident evil 7 is doing the same thing for, for the most part yeah resident so, evil 7 it, or excuse me resident evil definitely launched and really kicked that door open for survival horror mm-hmm. but it but i agree 7 takes a lot of cues from a lot of other games yeah um it's and, their turn now to get some yep. influence from other horror gamers uh, or the other horror franchises. Sorry. When the student becomes the teacher and the teacher yeah. becomes the student. Yes. The yep. student so. has surpassed the sensei. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I, I agree with you. Uh, Dead Space is one of my all-time favorite game franchises because it does exactly that. It went when no one else was going to be horror. They said, hey, we can do action, but we can really do horror. Yeah, and that first game I've played this. I played it a few times. The second game, uh, same thing. PS3 and uh, Xbox 360. The third game I never finished, uh, but I played it in co-op with uh, my podcast host, uh, yeah, Frosty. 
mm-hmm. our co-host or however you say that when you you know um like we've played that game together and we had a blast you know uh, i don't see I, you're supposed to have a blast with a horror game well and that's <laughs> uh, you know and that's a good that's a good topic for discussion as well because i was telling some guys uh i was i play that that game umbrella core that's like a first or third person shooter in the resident evil universe it's real fast paced um we got a group that's like working together and we're, we're knocking the trophies out together and um so we're we're getting ready we're lobbying up and we're getting ready to play earlier to, or earlier tonight and they're playing now i'm gonna join with them when we're done recording and um we're talking about resident evil games and we're like what's your favorite and what's which one is your favorite game as far as the horror goes but then which one your favorite one to play you know and like some some of the because some of them are like like i'll give you example resident evil 7 is really scary resident evil 1 is really scary resident evil 5 is really fun to play yeah you know? and, and, <laughs> and so yeah. it's like and I, we were talking about that and we were talking about how like resident evil 6 like it leon's campaign at least the first half of it like was really really like it was resident good. evil it was resident yeah. evil it's great and then it goes bonkers it just goes crazy it's like <laughs> oh. it's like oh wait a minute let me let me just let me wreck a helicopter let me fight a t-rex and then f this spider like what it went from resident evil to 100 real quick dude yeah. <laughs> yes and i remember it's so it's funny because you fight the uh you fight that one naked chick that's like the uh helena's sister or whatever yeah helena's sister and it was like, okay, this is like Code Veronica in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Creepy, sexualized, weird boss with like that think, you want to bang, but then you have to <laughs> shoot, you know. <laughs> and then uh, it's like, okay, I can. And it was like that. That was cool. That's that's Resident Evil. I get that. You know the 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 setting of the college. You know, every time Leon gets in a vehicle, he wrecks it. Like that's that's all old school Resident Evil right there. And then mm-hmm. it goes to. Uh, flipping a bus, uh, crashing a helicopter, fighting a T Rex. <laughs> I was about to say the T Rex. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, can and it's like the game had like set each campaign had like seven endings. It was like just when you think you Basically, finally got it, you was uh, fighting, you was fighting the zombie, the zombie version of Beast Boy yeah. at the end because <laughs> he just kept freaking out. Like, would you just die yes. already? Resident Evil boss. <laughs> yeah, and then they put uh, Ustanak or Ustanak, whatever his name is. I call him Ultra Stank because it's just easier to say. But uh, the, the the nemesis light oh, guy or the, whatever. Yeah, the nemesis guy with the with the with the um the the, the, gun uh, Casey, on his arm. With the Casey Jones mask. Or something yeah, like that. <laughs> and the claw. And all, I mean, it's like you know. So you got one campaign that's kind of like old school horror, and then you got one. It's like, you know, Chris's campaign was that good action, you know, whatever, fight everything in the... And then you got Jake's campaign, which is just an endless runner. You <laughs> You're just basically running the Jake. whole... Fate Jake. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted was... to be... The Jake that want to impress daddy so much, but don't want to show that he want to impress daddy Right, so much. <laughs> right, yeah. So, either way, um, you know, that like, it's... I, I I don't even know how we got on that, that yeah, wild tangent. I, I forgot. But, yeah, I forgot how we got there too. Resident um, Evil does it to us. We morph into other topics. There like, you go. <laughs> just like they morph into other forms of creatures <laughs> and bosses. Um, another another really good horror game that uh, I I gotta say, um, it's it, it never turned it never I guess came to fruition. 
I don't know if you got the chance to download it, but PT, uh, that Kojima horror game that was going to be Silent Hills. Yeah, I never, I never, yeah. uh, I, man, to it. I, I hate that we're so far away across the country together because I have a, a PS4 with that game still downloaded on there. Um, that was a that game or that I say game is a is a demo, but man, it had those there's so many layers to it. And you know Kojima, like that that to me, Resident Evil Seven took some you know some a lot of pointers from that. And then other games have done it too. You got the Amnesia series, you've got Soma, um, you've got some of these other first person horror games that have done very similar things and Outlast and things like that. So I think Resident Evil 7 learned a lot from those. But those, just to kind of point out some other good horror games. Man, I tell you what, those, those were fun. Have you played those other horror games? Because I was just about to say that, to me, it's not really... Or well, I know it's been other horror games out there, but I'm so picky with my games nowadays. And especially my particular favorite genre. Yeah. Is, uh, or I wouldn't say, yeah... I want to say horror is my favorite genre in the video game category, but overall it's one of my favorite genres. But I haven't really seen or played any good horror games lately. It's like it's like it's 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 a handful. Of, like I could count on one hand, like the best horror games I ever played. And the suffering is like in my top three. And I'm counting Resident Evil as as one. Like the series as one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the the suffering is like in in my top five of horror games. That game is scary as heck and it has an yep. awesome story behind it. Like if you don't pay attention to that story while you playing it, you will be totally lost and you'd be like, Why and what's going on here? But you gotta really pay attention to that game before I, you b- before the ending happens, cause you can figure it out before the ending. Like this guy is not what he's perceiving himself out to be. Like I, his it, uh, it's a great story. It's a his yes. spoiler, but you are the bad guy this whole time, even though you the game is giving you the perspective of you being this guy who's in prison that didn't really do what he did right it turns out yeah but it turns out that this guy is like mentally insane and he doesn't know it until towards the end of the game and i'm like this would be like if done correctly this could be one of the good video game movies that could be actually good absolutely correctly the suffering is great not the second one though I can't. Yeah. I don't really get down with the second one. That ties the bind, just yeah. the suffering. Yeah, the suffering was great. That's one that could be brought back on the PS2 to PS4 classics I, I with trophies. Gonna, yeah, I just knew it was going to be here by now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, I like that one a lot. In future episodes, we'll be bringing you guys the Resident Evil news. We'll be talking about certain games, certain movies, certain books, whatever it is that is uh, current and fresh in the Resident Evil world. And we will continue to bring other games that have, uh, since the Resident Evil started, you know, come out in the survival horror and horror genre. Um, This will be a horror, survival horror podcast. And we will mainly be talking about Resident Evil because of our shared love for Resident Evil. But we'll also bring in... Um, topics from the community and we'll talk about different games as they release uh donnie it has been a pleasure doing the show with you and having you um if there's anything you want to plug or anywhere you want the uh, people to reach out to you and find you this is 
Uh, your time to shine, buddy. Well, of course, it's always a pleasure podcasting with you, my vice president. There you go. <laughs> For 2020 my, now. My, my vice president resident, girl. <laughs> you got to say, go. say the whole thing like a trap car quest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But uh, yes, you can reach my show, Whatever Talk, on Podomatic.com. That is the home of Whatever Talk. And our spinoff shows is Whatever Talk Gaming, Whatever Talk Anime, Whatever Talking to Myself, which I said self-explanatory just by the title, and Whatever Talk Top 5, which is still under construction. <laughs> it's been under construction for months now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes all in various other podcast apps itunes uh soundcloud sprinker with there too youtube youtube that's mainly where you will see our spinoff shows is youtube because those have visuals but uh all that stuff all the good stuff awesome awesome well i am resident daryl you can find me on psn all the social medias at resident daryl uh, this show will be on YouTube and SoundCloud to start. Eventually, iTunes, Google Play, all those things uh, in the future. And you can also find uh, the the other podcast that I do, which this will be loosely associated with, is the Luke Bros Podcast on YouTube and SoundCloud. Eventually, that will also go live on iTunes and all that stuff once we get all of our assets and all of our stuff in order. Um, if you are listening to the show and you got any questions or any kind of feedback or you want to join in on any of the topics that we share, feel free to send us some comments, put it in there in the YouTube uh, comments or on SoundCloud. Or if you want to find us on the socials or join um, the Facebook group, uh, the Loot Bros Podcast, uh, you'll find myself and Donnie, along with a bunch of like-minded, proven rejects <laughs> like us, uh, to sit back, uh, talk. You can share your love for video games horror resident evil and all sorts of things uh we love to talk uh we love to share the thing our opinions um and we love to celebrate video games and uh make fun of whiny crybaby gamers which in return which, which in return makes us crybaby gamers <laughs> they, exactly it all comes full circle <laughs> so with that being said thank you for listening to the 2236 podcast and we will see you next time peace out that was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs>